0: Today's global consumers clear in their demand for safe, affordable and sustainable protein to continue to meet these rising expectations requires both leadership and collaboration with food chain stakeholders, academia and the veterinary community. Animal health is pleased to amplify the voices of leaders throughout the protein supply chain here on this podcast, caring for animals and creating trust in food.
1: welcome back to the Caring for Animals and Creating Trust in Food podcast. I'm Jane Dukes, and I'll be your host as we celebrate National Dairy Month. So sit back and grab a delicious ice cream cone. Since 1939, yes, that's 84 years, National Dairy Month has encouraged families to make milk their beverage of choice based on its nutritional value. Dairy's rich history continues to this day on more than 30,000 dairy farms with over 9 million dairy cows in the U.S., California is the largest milk-producing state in the U.S. at 41.3 billion pounds of milk in 2021, followed by Wisconsin at close to 31 billion pounds, and Idaho at over 16 billion pounds. The dairy industry holds a special place in my heart, and I've been on dairies in all three of those states, so I'm excited to talk with my guest today. So let's get started. We're focusing this year on what consumers say they want more of, transparency from the food value chain from farm to table. In a consumer research study conducted last year, two thirds of consumers reported transparency in animal protein that's meat, fish, eggs, and dairy is extremely or very important. But only 35% of consumers surveyed feel the animal protein industry is transparent about sustainability or animal care and treatment. That's a gap we can help fill, so we're answering questions on our podcast with the help of our expert guests. If you have questions, click the SpeakPipe link in the podcast show notes and let us know what they are. Please welcome my guest today, Ann Warden, EVP and Head of Marketing, Communications and Affairs for Dairy Management, Inc., the Dairy Checkoff Organization. DMI and its related organizations work to increase sales and demand for dairy through research, education and innovation, while they maintain confidence in dairy foods, farms and businesses. DMI is funded by America's 30,000 plus dairy farmers. And Emily Yeiser-Stepp, Executive Director of the National Dairy Farm Program, that's Farmers Assuring Responsible Management, at the National Milk Producers Federation. Emily manages the U.S. Dairy Industry's National Social Responsibility Program, encompassing 99% of the fluid milk supply and over 140 cooperative and processor program participants. She oversees work programs around animal care, antibiotic and environmental stewardship, among many other things. Both of these women work tirelessly for the dairy industry, and we're going to have a great conversation today. Anne and Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Jane. So celebrating National Dairy Month, we're so lucky to have Anne and Emily with us today. Emily, we've known each other a long time, and I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Both you and Anne work for America's dairy farmers, albeit in different ways. As we begin, please tell our listeners about our role and what's happening right now with the National Milk Producers Federation Farm Program. And also, what is the uh, most common consumer question you get, and how do you answer it?
0: Yeah, so the National Dairy Farm Program has been in existence for, we're celebrating our 14th year of the program being in place within the U.S. dairy industry. But in that very short amount of time, just over a decade, we've been able to work collaboratively throughout the supply chain to demonstrate the good that our dairy farmers are doing and give our consumers confidence that their milk and dairy products come from a good place. We are in our fifth iteration of the uh, National Dairy Farm Animal Care pillar of the program. And what we commit to is reviewing the latest science, technology, best management practices on an every three-year basis to really be committed to that continuous improvement model. Related to on-farm dairy production, I think our, our most common question is just, how do you care for the animals? I think there's been such an evolution over the centuries of dairy farming and the advancement of technology, genetics, nutrition, that truly, it feels like it's hard to keep up with from a consumer standpoint. And so that just that knowledge of, you know, are all of our dairy animals on our farms being well cared for? And what does that care look like today comparatively to the small red barn with you know, 30 cows in the upper Midwest. And some of our dairy farms, we are blessed with the diversity within our industry that some of our operations still look that way. But a lot of our operations have evolved and changed as well. And so to help kind of communicate those differences still with that same confidence of care is really what uh, we get the most consumer questions about.
1: Right. And there's so much technology today that consumers probably aren't aware of, on the farm, no matter what kind of farm it is that helps with that animal care. So thanks for that. I can't wait to talk with you more. And we both serve on the board of the Center for Food Integrity. And I'm so glad to finally have you on my podcast today. As the Checkoff Organization for U.S. Dairy Farmers, Dairy Management Inc. has a lot of responsibility. Please share a little with our listeners about what DMI is focusing on this year and what's the most common consumer question you
2: get sure well as we always have the national dairy checkoff is focused on growing demand for dairy products Um, and we do that by delivering science behind dairy's benefits behind its versatility as a category of products and then giving consumers new reasons to love and trust dairy so today that means science that shows how milk and dairy products have a unique and truly unmatched combination of nutrients That can deliver against a wide range of consumer health and wellness needs and their desire for always innovative new products tasty products on their shelves and menus it also means science behind how milk is produced and the ways that farmers are innovating whether it's to reduce their carbon footprint or preserve natural resources and then we're focused on getting that science to dairy customers to help them drive their businesses and partners who advocate for dairy's essential role in a diet. And it also means in ways that break through to consumers in the very, very different media and digital landscape they're in. So we are definitely a modern version of the checkoff that many farmers may know from decades past, but our mission to grow trust and sales is still very firmly at the center. Um, And when you ask about what's the most common question, you might think it's something that negative, but honestly, when we look at the searches that come to our website online, one of the top one is, what are the types of cheese or how long can milk sit out? You know, people love dairy and they just have questions about how they can, you know, find other ways to include it within their diet. We do though get questions you'd expect, like is milk good for you? Or is it good for the environment? Or they do wanna know about cows and how they're treated. And so our answer to that across the board is we answer it with science, we answer it with facts, but we do it in a way that's digestible, that's understandable really easy for consumers to find online. And then we use, you know, the people that they trust. That includes farmers, but also media, doctors, teachers.
1: Right. You know, um, as you were talking about the science, you know, we all want to lead with the science, but it's really important with our consumers that we find a way to relate on a shared value so that we can communicate that message to them in a way that they can appreciate it. So thank you for that. As I was preparing for our conversation today, I noticed that the dairy industry was Yet another casualty of the COVID-19 pandemic and inflation, which pushed the price of milk and cheese as high as 17% for milk in August of last year. 2023 seems to be looking better. U.S. milk production uh, resumed growing on a year-over-year basis, and prices began to come down in December. So let's start with a state of the industry. And it's not easy to be a dairy farmer. We know this, and farmers are dealing with a lot right now. Inflation, labor shortages like all of agriculture, labeling of non-dairy dairy and higher input costs for feed processing and transportation. We're halfway through 2023. Can you give us an overview of how it's going for America's dairy farmers?
2: Sure, I'd be happy to. You know, with nearly 30,000 dairy farm families, that answer really depends entirely on the farm. But let me, if I could, just start with the good news. Dairy consumption is at an all-time high since it was measured um, from 1980. So that's 667 pounds of milk equivalent per capita in the U.S. People love dairy and love finding ways to include it as a healthy option in their lives. In addition, U.S. dairy exports hit an all time high last year at 18% of U.S. production is going abroad. Dairy is a powerhouse category. It's in about 94% of all households and it really is a driver of purchases across a whole lot of other food categories. But as you said, it's not easy to be in dairy farming, which is why I think we are so darn lucky to have dairy farm families who are willing to wake up every morning to nourish the world. And all the things that you mentioned, whether it's input costs, labor, they are squeezing farmers and not to mention the pressures that they're getting whether it's around environmental sustainability or water constraints and you know as you said inflation for consumers it's real it's showing up in grocery store prices but farmers they're paid based on a regulated milk price set by the government so for some operations milk prices this year that farmers are getting maybe dipping below the cost to run a dairy I get the benefit to talk to a lot of dairy farmers directly. This can feel unsustainable. It really is hard to make investments that they need to make in new technology with this type of economic landscape. It's leading to industry consolidation. So what we're doing is we're trying to work every day to make sure that the investment they make in checkoff is better meeting farmer demands. It's delivering a greater return because the truth is the world needs the products and nutrients that dairy farmers provide.
1: It's not easy to be a dairy farmer, and that's something consumers need to understand. So thank you, Anne, Emily. In addition to these challenges we've already mentioned, dairy farmers work hard every day to provide the best animal care while also improving sustainability. You know, farmers are environmentalists from the get-go because, you know, they're invested in their land. 2022 saw a new version of the farm program. You say it's the fifth iteration. Tell us about the priorities you're focusing on now. What's new in this last iteration? and, And can you share a little bit about the progress being made?
0: Yeah, and, and maybe from a farmer perspective, I think what we can be very proud of is from um, 2009 to today, the main themes of our quality assurance program within the farm program have really been maintained throughout the the last decade plus. We're really focused on ensuring that those individuals have the tools and the resources available to them through continuing education or training, professional development, to make sure that they are. The expert caretakers that we know they can be. So that's really a core piece of this updated version that we're we're continuing to leverage within the industry to make sure that those continuing education and professional development opportunities are widely available for those individuals. Additionally, we're we're really taking a proactive approach. I think we're finally at that point where we can say that of those 30,000 dairy farmers, we are seeing through the data that's collected through on-farm evaluations, a significantly high compliance rate with our expectations and standards to demonstrate the excellence in animal care that we have on-farm today. So now it's it's time to pivot and really start to say, okay, we can meet these standards, but how do we be proactive to avoid any issues in the future? It's critical that we continue to make sure that our standards and expectations our uniform so that we can continue to communicate and share the good news that regardless of where your milk's coming from you have that assurance and, and trust that you can feel good about the dairy products that you're purchasing.
1: Right, you know, you mentioned trust and it occurs to me that you know the way we build trust is by sharing our stories and and being transparent. So, it's a it's a good segue. Let's talk about consumers and their need for transparency from the food value chain and and the transparency many are looking for on the protein label. According to the Consumer Research Study, it found that 58% of consumers want to know where their dairy products come from. I have heard stories when I've been out doing workshops with dairy farmers that consumers think the milk comes from the grocery store, but it has to come from somewhere. So our study found that 58% of consumers want to know where their dairy products come from. What are DMI and, and National Milk doing to tell that story and deliver the transparency consumers are looking for? And I'll start with you, and then Emily, you can jump in
2: sure thank you well over a decade ago dairy farmers recognized exactly what you said this need for transparency but the fact is there's only so much they can do beyond the farm gate to market their products so dairy farmers made a call out to co-ops to processors food service retailers everyone across the value chain to come together to address this consumer demand for transparency, but also increased social responsibility, both how the land and animals are cared for, but also other really critical social issues like food insecurity or new public health needs. So with these partners, Dairy Farmers created what's called the Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy. It's an organization that convenes the whole dairy value chain in a pre-competitive forum to make commitments and to transparently measure their progress. All of these members came together. They created the U.S. Dairy Stewardship Commitment. It's a pledge across a range of social responsibility commitments. It has 36 companies as adoptees. So that means that consumers can trust that all dairy products are being made with care and progressively working to do even better. So in addition to that, in 2020, U.S. Dairy pledged to reach greenhouse gas neutrality by 2050. Now, that's something that your listeners might have heard a lot of companies have done. But for an entire industry to make that level of commitment, it is a massive sign to both transparency, but also a deep belief that we can do good business, but also make progress for the planet.
1: That's great. You know, we have a retail working group. The net was the number one concern that our retailers mentioned was how are we going to meet our net zero commitments? How are we going to continue with the sustainability? And, and there's a role for everybody to play. Emily, what about you?
0: I think as as uh, Anne shared, you know, a critical piece of the stewardship commitment that's been adopted by a, a huge portion of the U.S. milk supply is demonstrating that on-farm transparency in our practices. And pieces of the stewardship commitment rely very heavily on the National Dairy Farm Program in order to provide those data and proof points, and I think that's the most important part. As our farmers certainly continue to make huge efforts in doing farm tours and telling their good story kind of one on one, we've been charged as the as the farm program and as U.S. Dairy to communicate on behalf of the entire milkshed. And so that aspect of transparency allows for kind of the society <laughs> aspect that we've all embraced around, hey, I I trust what this brand is telling me, but I really do want to do my own homework and own research to know and have those proof points to really be able to communicate confidently and and have that ability to say, yep, I can see that on an ongoing basis. And now in our fifth iteration of the animal care program, have a track record and have a trend to actually demonstrate that we have been committed to this for, you know, 14, 15 plus years publicly, formally, but over centuries um, of commitment to this that now can really come to fruition and help people, again, feel good about the dairy products that they're purchasing. I think oftentimes, as Anne shared, some of these conflicting marketing approaches that we see in in the marketplace really frustrate (laughs) all of us that work on behalf of of animal agriculture and this is our way of combating that but also again taking not necessarily a defensive approach but an offensive approach to keep people in the dairy aisle and keep that faith and trust.
1: Right and, and um you mentioned centuries and and that that transitions me to talking about sustainability. You know, a lot of these dairy farm families are on their third, fourth, fifth generation and they've been good stewards of the land since the very beginning. You know, technology may add to what they can do but they've they've been good stewards of the land. Our research shows that consumers want to know more about what farmers and ranchers are doing to raise animal protein sustainably. We know it's a process of continuous improvement and great strides have been made that consumers may not be aware of. I know you guys have lots of those great fun facts about how much progress has been made. Can you share the progress that's been made in the dairy industry and, and what are some of the initiatives your organizations are are leading? Emily, I'll start with you and then we'll go over to
0: Anne. Yeah, I think as as we have now kind of evolved our definition of sustainability. (laughs) Um, There's been a variety of definitions over the years, but I think what we're seeing within the national milk space as well as the farm program space is really emerging of all of these on-farm social responsibility program areas. So we started with animal care within the farm program, but we've certainly evolved into the other areas Around antibiotic stewardship, biosecurity, environmental stewardship, and workforce development. I think as our consumer base continues to evolve in their definition of sustainability, it's really going to be a holistic approach. A critical piece, obviously, and a huge focus recently for all the right reasons is around the environmental space and being able to work with our footprints on the farm and convey what our footprints are throughout the supply chain, continue to identify different trade-offs and scenarios and innovations that we can do. But also then, as you look to the sustainability of the dairy industry as a whole, Jane, you alluded to it earlier, is around how are we going to continue to to operate? And that relies very heavily upon people um, and ensuring that dairy is a preferred uh, employer of the U.S. and making sure that our dairy farms are a lucrative place to operate, a lucrative place to work for, a fun place to work for. And that within our workforce development program area really focused on HR and safety practices are really continuing to hopefully position us for long-term business sustainability as a whole for U.S. dairy, but also continue to drive that progress forward to be a product that people choose off the shelves as compared to others. But I'll I'll let Anne speak to some more of our, our overarching initiatives within the space.
2: Sure, sure. Well, I mean, overall, our job is to partner with Emily and the rest of her team at National Milk to make sure that then consumers and the media, they understand the really progressive steps, as she said, that farmers are taking to ensure cows are healthy and that they're producing wholesome milk. But look, we've got this like serious paradox that we're dealing with that can be really extremely frustrating for a lot of farmers. And that's that consumers are increasingly concerned about animal welfare. They're increasingly concerned about a farm's environmental footprint. You know, they are defining wellness, especially younger consumers, that it's not just about a product being good for me. It's does it make me feel good? And for consumers, knowing that animals are treated well, knowing that the planet is cared for is part of that. Here's a fun fact for you, Jane. Did you know that 51 percent of consumers have never seen a cow in real life? I did not know that. Oh, my gosh. It's just wild, right? So how can we expect them to really know how a farm operates or what's best for cows? So it's our job at the checkoff to help educate them, to let them see dairy farming or to meet a farmer, whether it's through their screens or their smartphones or in the classroom. Um, And it's really more important than ever that we do that, especially as misinformation gets spread online and people are confused about the facts. And, and here are some facts. One, you know, dairy um, greenhouse gas emissions is only about 2% of the overall greenhouse gas emissions. Not only that, farmers have been making, as Emily said, continual progress. A gallon of milk has about 20% smaller carbon footprint than it did only 15 years ago. and farmers are still working to innovate to make their farms even more sustainable um, because they care about their communities being strong and that we have a healthy planet. It's also, as you said, how their businesses will be sustainable for the next generation. Now, how we do that is gonna look different on every single farm geographically, uh, size of farm. There are a myriad number of pathways for farmers to increasingly become sustainable. It's our job to make sure that there's science behind those practices as they work to find new ways to reduce their footprint. And it's also our job to make sure that the consumers understand just how sustainable they already are. Um, So that's what we've been focused on at the checkoff.
1: And that's fantastic. And and you're right. I'm glad you brought up um, animal care and, and welfare. Our research showed that consumers are concerned about transparency around environmental sustainability That's 55% of the consumers we surveyed, but even more, 63% were concerned about transparency around animal care. And our research showed these are both important purchase considerations, particularly with millennials and Gen Xers who were the most willing to pay a 5% premium for that transparency. Tell us a little bit about what your organizations are doing to improve animal care on the dairy and how you're providing that transparency to consumers. How are you telling that story? And do you want to start? And then Emily, you can jump in.
2: Sure. To your point, uh, younger consumers are are really driving this conversation. So in addition to millennials and Gen Xers, while their buying power is still a little bit more limited, Gen Z and Gen Alpha, uh, who follow millennials, they're really looking for our research to even be more driven by animal care. Um, so this is something that we predict, as you said, a willing to pay a premium, I would venture that that's only going to grow. So our approach has been to just frankly meet them where they are and try to be in those spaces where they're looking for the answers. So just a couple examples of work we've done. Um, here's a fun one. We took one of the world's most followed YouTubers, we took them to a farm, um, and then we had him build farms in video games. He built farms in Minecraft for his over a hundred million subscribers, so he could talk to them in their language about dairy farming. We make sure that dairy farmer stories are showing up in all the top platforms and in the quick videos that today's consumers are looking for, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or Hulu. This summer, Um, we're going to start National Dairy Month with a new campaign. Um, We work with one of the best advertising agencies in the world who specializes on breaking through to younger consumers, and they're going to be starting this summer a new campaign that's going to show how farmers are caring for the planet and animals to younger consumers in a way that they're really going to be able to digest. So the Reality is, we've just got to keep telling dairy's good story in new ways in order to make sure that it it stays as an essential aspect of their lives.
1: I love that, and and we always counsel people when I'm doing uh, media training or or any kind of advocacy training is to meet people where they are. I love that the games are on Minecraft, and and I love that you're talking to consumers
0: in a language they can understand. Emily, what about the farm program? You know, as as Anne shared, it's meeting the consumer where they are, and I think as I've Growing up in this industry, we've, we've maybe hit a, a shift point, but we're really working from bridging that farmer to consumer gap. I think there is a huge need to have our farmer community understand and identify kind of the social science aspects of our industry are shifting. I think part of what we do within the farm program is certainly put that line in the sand around the science. But as we've all shared here today, some of those things are really hard to explain and describe to a consumer audience. And that's not to say that we need to shift everything overnight. We always need to keep the cow as the primary focus and the land as the primary focus and our people as the primary focus on farm. But we need to continue to evolve and, and consider that social science piece. I was out of dairy two weeks ago, and he had gone through a a professional development program kind of focused on bridging this this farmer to consumer gap. And he said, you know, we're doing some things on the farm. And as I looked at it from a consumer lens, I said, we've got to think about doing something a little bit differently. It's not dramatic. There are little tweaks here and there. But if those are the things that we can do on farm and adjust still with the cow and the people and the environment as central to what we're doing... Think we're going to make a lot of headway. Our adoption of progressiveness is going to be essential to continuing and an openness to adoption of some new ideas and technologies. And some of these pieces, as we continue to use the research that you all have been doing and certainly the work in the consumer space, I think that is going to have to be become a factor as we look at on-farm management practices and acceptability even as the science may justify it, we're going to have to probably bring in some of that consumer lens to say, how is this going to work together? And I think it can work together. I know it can work together. um, But we've got to similarly bring everybody to the table and coalesce around that.
1: Right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because consumers are three to four generations removed from the farm. They don't know much about farming or how their food is grown and raised. that includes milk, but they want to know more. We know from research, they want to know more. They have a, a hunger for that knowledge and sharing information. We know builds trust So transparency builds trust with so much going on in the farm to table space. How do we strive to be more transparent and tell dairy's great story? And, and I'm sure the checkoff has lots of great programs for dairy farmers, but also what about for retailers? How do you help them understand the dairy story?
2: sure well i mean you know we let them know that you know dairy farmers that they are actively working to make sure that they're producing a product that cares for the land and the animals it's also making sure that they know that consumers trust and love dairy um, and they're looking for dairy to bring home to their family you know we study a lot of the trust of the industry and trust in dairy and dairy farmers is extremely high. It's actually higher than most other industries and other commodities. People do have a lot of faith in farmers. So, you know, I, I have the luxury of being able to talk to a lot of farmers. And and if they are comfortable, I absolutely encourage them to go online, to share their story, because that does Speak directly to consumers and to customers like retailers, uh, especially during National Dairy Month. It's a good time to be active. And if you are a farmer who's interested in doing that, you know, contact your national or local checkoff organization. And we have a lot of programs, as Emily said, that can help them get active in speaking out to consumers, whether uh, they're doing it on social media or they do want to invite students to come to the farm. Most people want to learn more about what farmers do. And I think when farmers have a better sense of kind of that, that true consumer environment, it's easier for them to, to learn how to engage. But at the end of the day, while they're busy working on the farm, I think the most important thing we can take away is that those of us who depend on farmers, consumers, companies that work with them, customers, we have to get out there and tell their story on behalf. We have to be the champions for the critical role it plays in the diet, the incredible impact that dairy farms have on communities and the way that they are being such dedicated stewards of the environment. It's our job to go out there and tell that more loudly. I love
1: that. That's such a great point. Well, thank you, Anne and Emily. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for joining us today to celebrate National Dairy Month. Thanks also to our listeners. We'd love for you to rate, review, or subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next month to talk about how technology helps us improve transparency in the food value chain. Be sure to click the SpeakPipe link in the podcast show notes and submit your questions for our upcoming guests. You'll also find helpful links to Dairy Management Inc., the Dairy Checkoff Program, and the Farm Program there too. We'll see you next month.